Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. Isn't God good? This morning, I want to speak on the title of consistency. Um, before uh, Christmas uh, and before Chris went away, uh, he said, oh, he said, uh, I'd like you to speak on uh, this morning. He said, uh, I want you to, as you normally do, he said, give a challenge. So if it's wrong, blame Chris. <laughs> consistency. I want to say right from the beginning, we're all very good in our consistency. That is being inconsistent. How many of us have been consistent over the Christmas and New Year period? Over the eating, over the drinking, over the eating chocolates, having too much puddings, lack of exercise. We've all been consistent at that, haven't we? So we all know then what it is to be consistent. I'm so pleased that when we read the Bible, that we see that we are a God that is consistent. The one who says and does everything according to his word, and he fulfills it. And God gives us a choice. So for 2023, I want to put this challenge to you. Are you going to be consistent in an inconsistent world? People today are looking for consistency in all areas of life which is greatly lacking. They look for decisions and words and promises that have been broken. They see inconsistency in government, in businesses, in politicians, in leaders, in church, which is a shame, and people in general. So many get disappointed by the words that that are spoken and not covered by the actions following, by U-turns on promises to deliver. But we see it from slide one of the Psalm 33. It says, But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. Isn't that wonderful? The Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. Our God, friends, this morning is dependable and reliable. Well, some of you think that not. Is he or is he not? Yeah. Okay, I'll try it again. Our God is dependable and reliable. Amen. Definition of consistency. It's an agreement. It's a degree of firmness. It's a state or quality of holding or sticking together and retaining shape. I like the other, another version of it. It says, the quality of achieving a level of performance which does not vary greatly in quality over the time. Vincent van Gogh said, great things are not done by talk, but by a series of small things brought together. Success in being a Christian and being constant, friends, is not just doing big things or taking a big step and going, oh, 
I'm shattered. That's it. I've had enough. Oh, my back is gone. But friends, it's doing it little by little. Doing everything little by little, over and over and over again. If you were going to go to the gymnasium to start this new year off to get rid of all what we put on over the Christmas period, or just to get fit, or to feel good, you'd begin the routine to do, and you would do it over and over again. You do it little by little, and you'll gain and gain until you see a reward at the end. Our grandson, Jamie, goes to football and cricket practice. They've got routines. And if you know, if you belong to any club or anything, you do the training and you do it regular and you do it regular and you do the same and do the same till it gets in a way that it gets into your memory and in your muscle memory and you'll be able to do it and you enjoy it by the time you get to the end of it. Well, he's a little bit different. After he's done it twice, he stops. He walks out and goes, why do you want to do it again? I've done it twice already. It's the same thing. It's a very good app for people if you want to start exercising. It's called Couch to 5K. And that starts really good. You go to a little walk and you do a little jog and then you walk a bit and then you do a little jog and slowly over the period of time it builds up till you get to 5K and you think, wow, well, I could only just about do down to the corner and back. I thought I'd never make it. But how did you manage to do it? Because he was consistent. He did it two or three times a week, time and time again. In sport, to achieve success or reward, it's all about consistency. Now, I like football a little. I like to. I like it a lot. <laughs> and I listen to managers and players being interviewed at the end of the game. And they will all talk about consistency. Consistency in their approach, in their tactics, in their attitude, in their performance, and getting the result. Now, football fans are very consistent. We won, they lost. Now, I support usually Newport or Cardiff City. You know, you've got others you support like Chelsea and Arsenal and the Manchesters and the Liverpools. And you get some who support a team that's at the very bottom of the leagues. But they did win yesterday, didn't they, Lawrence? It's gone for. But you texted me in the week. He said, do you know, he said, we took 600 fans away to a away game and they're playing rubbish, but they were consistent in their support and cheering them on and urging them on. Kevin De Bruyne was in a, he's a Man City player and he was being interviewed and he said, I would rather score seven and a half or eight out of ten every game than have ten out of ten one game and three or four out of ten in another. Because he said, I want to be consistent. I want to be accountable to my fellow players and to my manager and getting an all-round result. Accountability. On the slide, please. It says, the fact 
of being responsible for what you do and able to give a satisfactory reason for it. I wonder, friends, are we accountable for what we do? How do we bring accountability to our lives? Making a commitment coming into the new year. Into our decision making. Into our workplace, into our home, into our spiritual walk. It's so easy, friends, when we just say it to ourselves. But when we go to someone else and share it with them and say, look, I want to be accountable to you. I want you you to speak into my life. I want you to... When I say to you I want to do things and you see me not doing it, doesn't that put an extra weight upon ourselves? An extra goal to what we do? It's good then, friends, that we share it with either our wife or our husband or our partner, a good friend, a connect leader, an elder, a prayer partner, a mentor, because, friends, there's accountability. There is power in that accountability. And maybe we want to start the year as a journal. It's like Ellen said. She looked back and reflected on the year. Friends, it'd be good for us to write things down without God is speaking to our lives. And when the promises he is saying into our lives. And what he wants to give into our lives. So that at the end of this year of 2023, we can do again what Ellen said. And reflect on what good God is. Because he's dependable and reliable. And we can say, thank you, Lord. Amen? The problem with New Year resolutions is that most people rely on themselves to achieve. There's an initial rush of motivation, of goals, of habits, of new ways. But because we rely on ourselves, there is little or no accountability. We learn to become inconsistent, maybe, in our performance and and soon go back to our old ways. You know, it's so easy for us to talk our way out of things when we're only dealing with ourselves. And the problem being, friends, is when we're only dealing with ourselves and we're not accountable to others, we can become lazy, inconsistent, and maybe even unreliable. Accountability, friends, is good for each one of us in our personal lives and in, in our workplace and in our walk with the Lord and our communion together. Accountability, friends, helps us in achieving goals and dreams. See, I read this quotation, and it says, successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. Which camp are we in, friends? Which side are we in? Being consistent means discipline in our lives. Without it, we will not achieve all the potential that we've got inside us, all the gifts that God has given us, all the talents that we've got inside us. If we're not accountable and we're not consistent, friends, we will let it lapse. But God doesn't want it to lapse. He wants what he's given us inside of us to grow and to grow and to grow and to get more and more and more that we see the kingdom advancing and God changing lives and Jesus coming into the circumstances and we see lives being changed 
Denzel Washington said, without commitment, you never start. Without consistency, you will never finish. Now you might say, well, that could be hard or it could even be painful. Well, I'll give you two things, choices. Would you prefer the pain of consistency in doing it over and over again, little by little, but growing and gaining and seeing results? Or would you prefer the pain of regret and disappointment of not achieving all that God has put inside of you to achieve what he wants to do in the kingdom? Is it lack of success that is stopping you? Is it the thought of failure? Some people even fail before they start. Is it the illusion, friends, of perfection stopping us from starting? Or is it our mindset of saying, well, it's all or nothing? Well, no, it's not. Because he wants us, God wants us to be consistent, little by little, time over time. You might say, well, I don't want to start because I might not finish. Or I don't want to start because I don't think I'll achieve it. I want to tell you, friends, if you think you're not going to mess up, I want to tell you, we all mess up. But I'm so grateful it says in the Bible, friends, when we mess up in our Christian walk and in our lives, it says, that it says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is with us in every day of our lives, friends. Being consistent isn't the same as being perfect. On the next uh, slide, we've got about obstacles. And throughout this year, you will get obstacles in your lives. You've got to achieve to get older or go round or, or climb up. You'll have temptations put before you. You'll have distractions that could come into mind for your time. But where are you going to, how are you going to deal with them in 2023? What's going to be your goal? You see, consistency is a discipline. Dreams will not become a reality without consistency. Goals can be achieved with consistency. Consistency brings reward. And the more we continue, the more we will get. The more you go to the gym and you train, in six months' time, you'll see an improvement. In a year's time, even a greater improvement. And the more time we spend with the Lord Jesus Christ, the more we will grow, the more we will become like him, the more that we will understand him, the more we will receive revelation from him, the more that we will, that we are with him, friends, will be wonderful. I like what Joshua wrote, and God was speaking to him. He said, be strong, and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them. 
turning either to the right or to the left, then you will be successful in everything you do. Isn't that a wonderful promise? Isn't that great to know, friends? If you are going to remain consistent through 2023 and do not deviate from what God is saying into your lives and for the church, wow, success. Success. This is God's promise to us, friends, if we remain consistent. Consistency is a, in our lives is a key, friends, for our spiritual strength, for accomplishing goals, for impacting our ministry, in our prayer life, in our finances, in our relationships, in our walk with the Lord, and in communion with each other, friends. Consistency in our prayer life will bring an abundant blessing and grace more and more. Will we make better choices and have a more fulfilled life? You see, being consistent is attractive. If people see that we are reliable, trustworthy, and faithful in all that we say that we profess to be, people will be drawn to us. And when they're drawn to us, friends, we will be able to speak Jesus into people's lives because they see how we are, our walk is and how consistent we are. The Bible shows us that God is looking for consistency in his church and in his people. Jesus said in Matthew, let your yes be yes and your no be no. In Ecclesiastes, the chapter 5 and 4, it says, when you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it, for I have no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. It is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. The obvious question is this morning from that is, who wants to be a fool? The choice is ours. Jesus wants our speech. He wants our actions and our walk to be one of trust and truth and of love and of consistency. It says in James 1, a double-minded man is unstable in all he does. Which way you're going to go? Which way you're thinking? What's intruding into your life? Where do we stand? Some people feel they are constantly right. And if you speak to somebody else about them, they think they're always constantly wrong. Some people say, oh, I'm dependable. And you speak to some people about them, and they say they're totally undependable. Others, you might say, well, I'm reliable. And you speak to others, and they say, well, they are totally unreliable. How do people see us? What type of character do they recognize in us? More importantly, how does God see us? Jesus, in Revelation chapter 3, was speaking to the Laodicean church, the seventh church out of the seven churches. And he says, I know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot. 
I wish that you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I've acquired wealth. I do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. The Lord, friends, is looking for consistency in our lives, not half-heartedness. God can't do anything with us, friends, if we are lukewarm. The decision is ours. Are we in or are we out? We can't be in both camps. The coolness of spirit, friends, will not just steal our joy, but our anointing, our peace. And it can happen gradually over a period of time. It could be just, you could just be going through on your batteries and not being charged up and being worn down. And really when you need it, friends, in times of difficulty, you've got nothing to turn on. We can get lulled into a state of being passive. Take it or leave it about our relationships, about our, our walk with the Lord, our prayer life, reading his word, church, church attendance becoming erratic, and we start believing the lies of the enemy. Our passion fades. Our spirit becomes defeated. Our willingness to engage in the fight becomes limp. We do our own thing. And we accept the norm. Yes, you can be doing the right thing. And you can be saying the right thing. And people think you might be okay. But the Lord sees our heart. And he sees our motives. Are we trying to do things our way? The Lord doesn't friend, want us just to do things out of devotion but he wants us to do it out of desire. Don't read your Bible because you say, I've got to do it. Don't pray because you say, I've got to do it. Do it because you want God's presence in your life. Do it because you want his love to surround you. Do it because you feel his warmth in his presence. Do it because you want to know when you come into that place, God is present where you are. And when you read his word, that he speaks life into you, he speaks revelation into you, that he speaks prophecy into you, that all oh, friends that he builds us up because we're consistently with him and we get to know him more. And the more we get to know him more, the more we shall be like him. Isn't that what we want? By being consistent, friends, I believe that we will see more healing taking place. I've seen more miracles taking place. We will see the kingdom advancing even greater. That this place won't be big enough, friends. Because consistency includes dependability, integrity, reliability, friends. Does Jesus see that in us? Do people in the world see that in us? In the next slide, as you can see, making a cake. You need to put all the ingredients in, friends, to make a cake. 
You need to beat them together. You need to get the right mixture. So it rises, come on cooks, all to a correct consistency, isn't it? So it's a lovely cake to eat at the end. It doesn't put your knife in and goes, but lovely. Friends, the kingdom of God is advancing and we need to be all together. We need to be putting all our part into it, mixing it in so we're stuck together and holding its shape, not this shape. We should be a people, friends, that others look to, that they can rely on, depend upon, and help them through the issues of life. Integrity, friends, is walking with God in a constant way. It says in Luke 16, the next slide, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Integrity often meets its match in money matters. And God calls us friends to be honest even in the smallest details. Even in the ones, friends, that we can so easily rationalize away. If we can't tithe on a little, you will never tithe on a lot. And tithing is an act of worship and thanksgiving. It's giving God at least 10% of what you or what you can give. And it's about planting seed so that harvest might be reaped. But not only that, in Malachi 3 it tells us that when we give a tithe, God not only blesses the 10% that we give, but he protects the 90% that we haven't. So that the enemy cannot take it away from us. We, and where do we bring the tithe? It says, into the storehouse, so you may be fed so that God's work can go on. And what did he say then, Malachi? He says, I will open the windows of heaven and bless you. Who doesn't want blessing this morning? The choice is yours. I love it what Jesus spoke in Luke. He says, give, and it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, Shaking together and running over, and it'll be poured into your lap. Think about how much that is. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. For you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, and you believe God has given you gifts of prophecy, of revelation, of the word of wisdom. When was the last time you used it? When was the last time you, you heard God and said, I will do it? 
because it says, with the measure you use it, shall be measured to you. If you want more of God in your life, and you want to see God's spirit moving in your life, to be able to speak into people's lives, and see God grow, and see people grow, friends, we've got to use the gifts that God has given us, so that they will grow even more, and more, and more, that this fellowship will gain by it, that people will gain by it, and our lives will be changed. Do you agree with that? You see, obedience brings release. If our integrity slips in small matters, then we will have problems with crucial decisions later on. And God is looking for the people he can rely on. Keeping his word, be true to his word, be faithful in areas of responsibility, in the home, in the work, in the church. Being able to be trusted with the gifts and the revelations to be for his glory. It says in Psalm 33, for the word of the Lord is right and true, and he's faithful in all that he does. And God is looking for the consistency in us, friends, through 2023. Reliability is part of God's character, a quality which is right and true. He's a God, friend, who cannot lie. He doesn't forget his words, he doesn't change his words, and he doesn't and he won't leave his promises unfulfilled. We belong to an holy, trustworthy, unchangeable God because he is constant from the beginning to the end. That I know you turns with God, his, inter his intentions remain the same. It says in Psalm 125, you see in the slide, those who trust in the Lord are as secure as Mount Zion. They will not be defeated, but they will endure. Friends, if we trust the Lord and be constant in our walk, he will develop our lives and we will not be easily shaken like we sang this morning. God gives us stability he will give us security, he will give us strength, and he'll give us rest, and he'll give us peace or in his care. Consistency comes by obedience, faithfulness, desire, passion. Being consistent brings progress. It brings direction for our lives to determine the quality of our decisions. The worship team, let to come up, please. Being consistent in our spiritual walk will bring progress, fulfillment, empowerment, and it'll bring honor to God. Where is God calling you and me this morning? To be more consistent. Where is He asking us to be? Is it in our attitude, our word? our worship, our reliability, our integrity, our attendance, our giving, or even in our desire. I've seen this quote, the last one on the slides. It says, consistency is commitment over the convenience. 
make the right decision, friends, for 2023 and say, with God's help, I am, I will be more consistent. Why? Because Jesus says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. There could be no one else that's more consistent than the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's asking us to walk in his way. He's walking us to walk consistently through 2023 that people will see that we are a people of reliability, of dependability, of faithfulness. Why? Because we see the God who's dependable, who's reliable, who's faithful, who's wonderful, and he's our saviour. So I'm just going to ask you this morning, with me, will you rise and just say, Lord, I want to be more consistent through 2023 that what you're saying into my life, I'm going to do it for your glory. The group could just sing that song a little more.